0: All the while, with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, beautiful people. Here we are in that week that is what the heck is going on week. (laughs) I hope you had a beautiful Christmas and are having a great start to your Christmas season if you're listening to this in real time. And if you are coming on back to backtrack through some episodes now that your schedule's freed up a little bit, welcome back. And I am looking forward to talking this episode and actually next episode all about goal setting and setting ourselves up for success in 2023. So again, weird week where you're like, what day is it? What time is it? Do I need to be somewhere? But we're, we're all right. We're going to get some Semblance of order going here. So, I've done multiple episodes on setting goals and how that has looked for me. And I'm sure it's evolved and changed since I've even last spoken about this. I think that typically there are different camps on this, like the camps that are like, I do not make resolutions, I do not set goals, and I'm kind of anti it because I feel like it's setting myself up for failure and all of that. That's probably not you if you clicked on this podcast episode, but maybe it still is you or you lean that way. You're just kind of intrigued and want to hear what I have to say about it, possibly. Then I think there's this other camp that's like hyper into goal setting and and reaching new places that you haven't been before and crossing things off lists and all of that stuff. As usual, I think there's a real beauty in the midsection here, in the middle, down that middle of the road, okay? <laughs> that's where I try to walk on most things. I think we all have tendencies in our personalities and our you know, natural temperaments where some of us can tend toward more slothful, lazy personalities. And that I feel like tends to be the person associated with not making goal lists or resolutions because they don't want to really like reach over what they're comfortable with. Okay. Then I think in that other camp of give me all the lists, give me all the goals, give me all the projects, that person typically, this is totally my personal opinion here, tends to be tends to uh, struggle more with perfectionism and pride maybe and those kinds of temptations. So again, middle of the road, I think it's a really beautiful and motivating practice to set goals and especially for us stay-at-home moms or maybe just, you know, I know it's not just stay-at-home moms who listen to this podcast, but the reason I think it's so wonderful, particularly for stay-at-home moms, is because sometimes we can get lost in the mundane and in the minutia of the day-to-day life of there's not much we can track like progress-wise of exactly how many dirty diapers did I change today or how many times I sweep the kitchen floor for crumbs after they ate and things like that, where it helps me, it has helped me so much even just in these last five years of having other things I was working towards besides being a really present wife and mom, because that can be difficult to track, right? And we don't want to make everything a spreadsheet. Like I smiled at my son 72 times this week, (laughs) you know, like that's crazy. But it's helped me to have things that I'm working on and striving for and towards so that I can have those things in the back of my mind, not that I'm not being present with them during the day, but so that I can think about these things and integrate them into my life with them too. If I have a minute to sit and kind of do something I want to do while they're playing and having free time and I have nothing to do, I'm going to start looking at my phone or I'm going to start cleaning, you know, and all these things that we don't need to be doing right then or that aren't going to really bring us joy or rest or recreation. But if I have this list of like, I want to knit 10 scarves this year and donate them to a a homeless shelter. and And I've been prepared and I've implemented this and I have my knitting stuff in a basket nearby and I can just pick it up and start knitting. Or if I've said, I want to learn how to cook five really nice meals. So when we host people, I feel more comfortable. So I think about when I'm already having to plan the meals for our family, right? Which is something I get to do, not have to do. Instead of it being this mundane, like, oh, what are we going to eat this week? I'm excited to go to the library and check out a new cookbook or Google some new recipes because I have to and I want to meet that goal of having those five tried and true, really good, you know, home-cooked meals to present to people when they're in my home and now I get to try them out this week. See, it's just like little tweaks that I didn't even talk anything about health and fitness yet that just elevate, can have the power to elevate our days and challenge us and you know, cause us to grow, which is just wonderful and joyful and fun. So that's how I look at this and how I look at goal setting. I think it's really an opportunity for growth. And I think there's also ways that we can make it easier on ourselves. I have tried to set goals some years and I've done way too many steps. I've listened to podcasts and I probably promoted this on a podcast a long time ago. I remember being very into a phase of like rating myself in every category and setting however many goals in each category, but there was like seven, to 10 categories, I want to say. That got a little overwhelming for me and I couldn't implement all of those things, right? So uh, what, did I, what did I write down for you today? I wrote down five and they kind of overlap anyways, but um, I am just going to share with you how I personally do this. And as always, take what you want, leave the rest. But this is how I am looking at goal setting for 2023. So number one, I do pick my categories. And this has changed a little bit. Right now, the ones I jotted down were physical, spiritual, personal, family, and financial. And the ways it's kind of overlapped before, for me, I would say 10 years ago, I probably had physical, spiritual, and personal, and that was it. So under personal were things like friendships, um, you know, how I wanted to focus on deepening friendships or things like that, maybe some financial goals and things under personal. So I probably was sticking with those three categories. That might just work for you uh, if you, you know, I don't know if that's, if everything if it's just you right now, and you're not a wife and mom or any of those kinds of things where you need to feel like you need to put it in another category, like all those things are related to you personally. So you could put it under that. But again, you can expand this or narrow it down to whatever best suits your needs. So again, this year, I didn't personally write out my goals yet. So I will share those with you when I do. But I wrote out physical, spiritual, personal, family, and financial. So physical are going to look like some performance goals. And I would encourage you, if you're going to utilize the physical category at all, to not just focus on, I want to lose weight. And I'll talk a little bit more about this and how to get specific and whatnot. But even if you want to say, like I want to lose five pounds, I would encourage you, maybe, yes, you want to include something that's aesthetic or like a number-based goal. But I'd also encourage you to focus on performance. I want to be able to run one mile at a nine minute pace without stopping. I want to be able to bicep curl 20 pound dumbbells for eight reps. Like, actually get into the performance because it's going to be a lot more fun to you to chase that than to chase just an ambiguous kind of aesthetic goal that you don't feel like you have as much power over reaching. We want to focus more on like the process than on that result there. Okay. So physical for me usually looks like a mix of things. And I've had years, obviously, if I'm pregnant, I'm like, my goal this year is to stay active for my baby by working out three times a week. And that's my goal for the year. And it's simple and attainable. And that's what I got going on. Okay. Same thing. Um, so then the kind of overlap is like spiritual is a category, but then I have a family category. So as a family, Ben and I sit down and we talk about what our goals are in general. Like, years ago, we sat down and talked about this, and that's when we started implementing a weekly at-home date night. From this conversation and from looking at these lists, we also talk about our family spirituality, like implementing praying the rosary more as a family, or how we're going to try to uh, incorporate more liturgical living into our family, like what that's going to look like in Lent and Advent and different seasons, and so those kinds of things, financial, financial and family obviously like overlap. So a couple different, you know, ways to go about this. So pick your categories and I would just encourage you to pick a number that again, it's not crazy overwhelming that you have. I tried that the one year and maybe it'll work for you right? Health, friends, family, spiritual, physical, emotional, financial. And I was like, what am I doing? Like what am I even doing in these categories? So do what works for you, okay? And then Once you have your categories, you're going to set just a few. I would recommend, say, like you use my five categories. I'd shoot for one or two. You don't need to overload yourself with seven goals in every category because we do want it to be realistic. We want to. Then you can always build on these. Like, how great would it be if you set these goals, you accomplish them, and then you can expand next year into maybe deeper and more difficult and challenging goals in that category, but maybe adding a category then once you already have some of these running on autopilot. Okay. So set just a few um, goals in each category. And then under that, I want you to quality check your goals. Okay. So SMART goals. Okay. That's an acronym. I'm sure many of you, most of you, maybe all of you are familiar with, and I'm definitely not trying to be patronizing or condescending because maybe one of you listening is hearing this for the first time and this will benefit you. I did not hear about SMART goals until I was uh, maybe 18. I think it was before I was in college. so 17 and I was working at my first job at a coffee shop and my boss was asking me if I set goals and I did. And he said, you do SMART goals? And I had no idea what he was talking about. So that's specific, measurable, attainable, or achievable is the A, realistic, and time something. (laughs) Clearly, I did my research before hitting record. Okay. So they pretty much speak for themselves, but you've got to get really specific. So like I mentioned, you can't just say, I want to lose weight. Okay. How much weight do you want to lose? Can you actually, if then maybe you say, I want to lose 70 pounds, and maybe you actually have 70 pounds to lose. But, okay, is that actually attainable? Is that realistic right now? Should we shoot for maybe 30 this first year and shoot for 30 and then come up with, is that achievable? Yes. Okay. Timely, like in 12 months, could I lose 30 pounds? Yes, you could. So you just set yourself up for a really specific attainable goal that you can check in on and measure. Uh, you're, they definitely have a measurement for it because you're measuring with a scale and things like that. If you used a performance goal instead of just, I want to be able to lift more weight, okay, what's more weight? If you currently squat a 20-pound dumbbell for goblet squats, you wouldn't just want to say, I want to lift more weight. You would want to say, I want to increase my goblet squat to 40 pounds by the end of the year. That's a 20-pound jump. Is that doable? Yes. It checks all the boxes. When are you going to do it by the end of the year? You've got 12 months to work up in increments to 40 pounds from a 20 pounds. And that will lead into my next point about how we're going to enact this, but that's what you want to do in every single category. So rather than spiritual just saying, I want to pray more, like, okay, I want to spend 10 minutes in silent prayer each week. I want to, and when you're sending these, I would think this goes without saying, but as a reminder, do what is, you feel the Lord is calling you to and what would benefit you. If you just hear what somebody else is doing, but you're super far away from that right now, like take the baby steps you need and follow what is, you know, you're being called to in your own life. Okay. We're all not called to the same things. It can be really easy and tempting at this time. That's why I'm always hesitant to share my list anyways, but to see somebody's list and say like, well, I should do that too. And it's just not the best move for everybody. You know, we are, we're all different people in different circumstances. Now, one other thing I want to mention while you're on picking your goals, I've heard on podcasts before that everybody should have a (laughs) BHAG. What the heck is a BHAG? It stands for Big Hairy Audacious Goal. And I've heard it said another school of thought that we should not be setting any specific measurable, et cetera, goals. Oh, they shouldn't be achievable. That's what I've heard. Because it should be out of our reach and, you know, challenging us and stretching us. And again, I'm kind of middle of the road here where I think it's great to have a stretch goal, something that's a little bit out of reach that you may or may not hit. I like the idea. The idea here, the spirit of it is that a lot of times we can kind of settle because we set things that we know we can accomplish and then we're not, we just kind of sit once we've, you know, reached it. I think you just have to have that mentality of, okay, if I reach this goal, it's a then what mentality. Like, okay, then what? You know, what is my next goal here? And it's cool to also just be satisfied sometime with like, great, I did that. So example, one of my goals last year was to run, well, this this past year, was to run a 50-mile race. Okay, that was a big, hairy, audacious goal for me. First of all, that already was a stretch when I had never run farther than 25 miles and I hadn't done that in like five years, (laughs) okay? So I would think that was big, hairy, audacious enough. But if I finished that and said like, well, now what? Now the 100, it did, I will be honest with you, crossed my mind for about two days. Excuse me. And uh, then my better sense, my common sense kicked in and said, Brittany, now what? Is that that's double the length you just did And that's a lot of wear and tear on your body. That's also a lot more hours out of the home. You just spent the last couple months, you know, doing a long run, trying to do a long run each week. (laughs) I did long runs maybe every other week and usually split up and whatever, like made it work. But is this doable right now? And should it be doable for me as a mom of three small kids and in our family life? And the answer was no. Be satisfied with what you did and walk away. Keep it moving, sister. Move to something else. shift your perspective to something else cuz you crossed that off and now we can't, you know, get too crazy here. So, I like both. I like the idea of having something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone. I think a lot of times we like to stay comfortable and we don't want to push past what is going to be difficult for us or that we might fail at. We don't like to fail. However, I think if we set goals that are way too unrealistic and we can't ever meet any of them, it's discouraging, right? Like think about that with with kids. If you set up, you know, I don't know, um picturing like uh, something for your kid to jump up to and reach like monkey bars. And you can tell that they're very close. Like if they just need to jump up a little higher, they're going to get it. It's in their reach. It is doable. They have to work for it, but you know they can get it. That's a better spot to be in. So it takes them 10 tries and they get it versus putting it 20 feet above their head and you're going to watch them jump all day and they're not going to get anywhere. Okay. So we want to, I think, personally... Be specific and all those good things that SMART stands for, but also make sure it's, pu- it's pushing ourselves, okay? Next up, so we have picked our categories. We have chosen our categories. We have set just a few quality goals. Next, number three, we're going to implement a plan to reach them. So all of this is well and good, and the goal setting can be very pie in the sky unless we actually come up with a plan to reach them. So what this looks like is if I say that I am going to increase my goblet squat from a 20-pound dumbbell to a 40-pound dumbbell in 12 months' time, that means I need to start doing something different, right? If I've just been squatting 20 for, say, 10 reps for the last couple months, I need to start by maybe increasing to 22 pounds and try to get the same amount of reps, 10 reps, or I get eight reps, and then I work up back to my 10 reps with the 22, And once I've done that for a week or two, I'm going to increase it to 25. And maybe at first I can only get like two reps with the 25. So I need to do two reps with the 25 and then I drop down to the 22 to finish them out. That's how it's going to look for the next couple months, which leads into the next one on my list, which is to include the check-in dates. So I like to do this quarterly January, February, March, end of March, I'm checking in on things. April, May, June, end of June, I'm checking in on things. July, August, September, end of September, I'm checking in on things. And then October, November, December, December, I am checking in on things. And I last year tried to include some podcast episodes around these dates. And I can do that again in the coming year to remind you to look back and check in on those goals. Like, hey, how are we doing there? Are we making progress? Do we need to adjust the goals at all? Do we need to bump the goal line farther because you did already reach it? You know, maybe you're going to hit the end of June and you're already squatting that 40 pound dumbbell for 10 reps. Well, guess what? Push the line a little farther. Are you going to add a pause at the bottom of it? Are you going to add a band to it? Or, you know, there's other ways to make it harder than just adding weight, but that's awesome. Now you can move that finish line a little bit farther away. All right. So you're going to implement a plan to reach each of these goals. And this doesn't have to be big and fancy. Like this is where if under our spiritual goals as a family, we say we want to start praying the rosary once a week. This just looks at, hey, what's our schedule look like? What makes the most sense? Oh, we're out of the house Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays for Taekwondo and Saturday tends to be birthday party day. And I work whatever night, Thursday night, like just making these up. Okay, Sunday night would be great. We'll do it on Sunday night. Oh, Sunday nights is tough because we typically run out of time when it comes to bedtime. Let's do it Sunday right after brunch. Like figure it out. And then that's going to lead into did I even put this on this list? No, I didn't. But write it down on the calendar. Okay. So (laughs) put it on your schedule. I'm going to talk about this a little more in the next episode. But You've got to have it somewhere so then you actually do these things. It's great to have these goals. It's great to have plans. You're not going to do the plans if you don't see them, know what's going on with them. So if you have your five categories, you've come up with just a goal or two in each category. That's not that tough to think for one second. Like I just pulled that example out in a second about praying the rosary once a week. It wasn't this big dramatic, oh my goodness, Bernie, I have to come up with a plan for every single goal Yes, but that's why I encourage you to whittle those goals down, and then to make make the plan really simple. Like, okay, uh, what was another category I had? Personal. A lot of times, I have something on my list that has to do with reading. Read fifteen new books in the new year. Okay, what's my plan for this? Well, I'm going to have to read at least a book a month. In a couple months, I'm going to read, you know, two books. So I can just put read. Two books a month. Then I might end up reading twenty-four books by the end of the year, and that's cool. And if I fall short of it, I will still have met my goal of reading fifteen books. Okay, see how I did that? Or I could just get really specific, and I can put in January like read one book, then flip to fe- February and put read two books, and that kind of thing. So that I am, and then I'm gonna check in right when it comes to the end of March, and I'll see where I'm at, how I'm doing. Maybe I'll adjust my goal. Maybe. I find myself super reading in the next year and like all of a sudden I'm flying through books. Maybe i not change that to reading, you know, 30 books and, you know, push myself a little bit, making it more difficult there. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. To recap today, pick your categories, set just a few goals of each category, quality check your goals. They should be smart goals. Maybe you're including a little bit of a reach there with a big, hairy, audacious goal. And then next is to implement a plan to reach them that includes check-in dates. All right, ladies, thank you so much for tuning in. If you found this helpful... I would love if you take a second to rate and review the podcast. I am sure I am, I am pre-recording this a little bit early, so I am not sure. <laughs> I say I am sure, but I'm not sure how many spots are left in the eight week beginner challenge, but that kicks off so soon. That kicks off January 9th and the Chasing Greatness group is ready to rock January 1st with all of the January workouts and all that good stuff. So if you are curious about hopping in any programs, and maybe you don't know what's the best fit for you. I've had some emails at the time of recording this. I've had some emails come in saying, I don't know what I should pick. I don't really think I'm a beginner, but I haven't worked with you before, or I'm freshly postpartum, but I want to do the Chasing Greatness group. Like, What do you think? What should we do? Just email me, Brittany at HealthyCatholicMoms.com, because we can come up with a solution that works for you. Sometimes I'll put you in to the 8 week Challenge because I think all the nutrition information is going to be really good for you, but I'll hook you up with the postpartum workouts and those kinds of different tweaks. So very happy to work with you on that and get uh, you going with what's going to work best for you. Okay, definitely tune into next episode because it's going to complement this episode very well as we look at all the good, fun planning and goal setting. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you next time.